Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang, Kane Gang, Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang, 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 Kane Good afternoon. Happy Friday, everybody. This is your boy, DC. And as always, I got my man, J-Man, with me. Welcome to the Kang Gang Radio Show. J-Man, what's going on? Dude, it's uh, it's been a good week for Kane's football. It's, it's, it's pretty uh, exciting stuff definitely, going on. Definitely cli- uh, mountain climbing, you know, moving on up, going up, going up. feel like I'm cl- climbing something over there in Utah, climbing up one of the mountains in Utah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It is. It feels. It does feel like a completely different program from where we were at this, like in January. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, if you look at it, you know, just it just continues to escalate and escalate and escalate. Obviously, if people don't understand what we're talking about, we'll just get right into it. So here it is. Yesterday afternoon, roughly twenty-four hours ago, we had a five-star defensive tackle out of Miami Palmetto, Leonard Taylor decided to give his verbal commitment, not to the University of Florida, but to who, J-Man? Who did he commit to? Who? The Miami Hurricanes, Co. Boom! Like, literally, mic drop. Straight to UM. You know, he, he's piggybacking with Brashard Smith, a couple of the guys from, from Palmetto. Like, man, definitely, definitely trending in the right direction for the Miami Hurricanes. Absolutely. It's, uh, I mean, we talked about this a little bit last week, but it's just, it's really incredible what Manny and staff are putting together, uh, considering the season that we had last year, which was a train wreck. So here's the funny thing, right? So I went on a couple different sites and obviously Leonard Taylor, according to 24 seven sports, you know, probably within the top 30, um, uh, athlete, you know, prospects you know in the country five-star recruit but then you go to rivals just <laughs> like they did with james williams <laughs> i i don't understand how you drop the man to a four-star isn't, like, is like, is isn't he like the 150th something prospect on rivals so so this is what i don't get please please tell me if i'm wrong or please help me understand this right do you hate miami that much like, does rivals hate Miami that much well, to where you're going to penalize a young student athlete because they committed to the University of Miami? Dude, I haven't, I haven't been on rivals for recruiting information since 2007. But I'm just saying, right? Yeah. Rivals is, is it's a viable site, right? You would think it's a viable site. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And until, I mean, as a Miami fan, I learned from experience that it wasn't. But you would think it is. It's one of the big three. You know, it's ESPN, Correct. it's 247, and it's Rivals. Those are the, the three big recruiting outlets. How do you drop in a ranking? <laughs> and again, know. am I wrong? They did the same thing to no. James Williams. 
They like did. as soon as he committed, like what happened to him? Oh, no longer a five star. He's going to be a four yeah. star. Yeah, it's like a six foot four, two hundred pound safety that runs a four four. They're dropping him to a four star, right? So I wonder, I wonder, and sometimes my mind kind of does this to me because I'm older, right? I'm four, I'm yeah. forty six. So <laughs> my mind sometimes makes me think about old things. man co. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> I wonder if it was possible. Say say these individuals, these young student athletes, committed to Ohio State or Alabama. Uh-huh. Yeah. Would they give them a six star? Like I'm just wondering. <laughs> I'm sure they would they'd figure out something. Is that possible though? Like you know, like I was actually thinking about that the other day and I'm like these people must literally hate the University of Miami. And, and we know that's true. Like, yeah. you either love us or you hate us, right? And then there's that phrase, you hate us because you ain't us. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. you, either, you either love us or you don't. But, like, don't yeah. penalize, you know, these young men yeah. for choosing to come to the University of Miami. I agree. I agree. It's unfair. It's unfair to the kids. Think about because the you kids, know they, rivals. They, they work right, right, right. You think about that's right, rivals. <laughs> Shame on you, rivals. Think about the children. I might have to tweet out to rivals and just kind of literally give them the business, just troll them like nonstop for like twenty four hours and just see what happens. I'd probably get blocked. It, Maybe blocking is going around recently. It's uh, so, so 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 Jay man. Pandemic. Let me let me, let me so Jay man. Let me ask you this. Do you block anybody on Twitter? <laughs> uh, this is a loaded. That sounds like a that sounds like a <laughs> deceivious laugh there, J Man. Talk, talk to me. Like, I, I need to know this because I don't. Like, I, I feel like if yeah. I follow you, I follow you because I like your content. Yeah, I, I like what you bring to the table. Um, so, so do you block anybody? Well, you know. I mute people at first and uh, because you know, that that's kind of what they say, right? You mute people first, then it doesn't cause the drama. But if you're going to mute them, why not just block them or, or like defriend them or unfollow them? Like what's the difference? Talk to know. me. I don't know. You younger, I, you, you younger peas in the pod here. Talk to me about your muting scenarios. Oh. <laughs> So here's the thing. If if I don't like what people are saying, I unfollow them. Okay. If, if their stuff is still coming on my feed, I mute them. Okay. But but if they're still commenting on my stuff, at some point you just got to hit the block button. Have you ever blocked anybody that is related <laughs> to the University of Miami? Oh, like like a like an employee slash player. No, I mean, just anybody like, okay, so I don't follow too many people that don't have some type of orange and green in their logo yeah. or in their name or, or something like that, right? Yeah. So, like, I wasn't very keen to this blocking thing to, to recently. Yeah. I started seeing some more and more people blocking. You're yeah. blocked. Yeah. You know, some of my friends are getting blocked by, 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 What's his name? Tim Brewster up there at UF. <laughs> no, that's dude. I th- I think there's as many Miami Hurricanes fans as possible are trying to get blocked by Tim Brewster right now. Okay, so <laughs> it's, 
So are they trying to give Tim Brewster like the pandemic? Are they just trying to give him the business? Is that is that what we're doing? Yeah, I, I believe so. I, I mean, lots of people take pride in being blocked by certain people. Uh, I know it's kind of a thing in the in the Miami fan base. If Al Golden has blocked you, people wear that as a badge of honor. Wow, I'm I'm not in that category. Uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point during our radio show. But I, I'm kind of um, I'm an Al Golden apologist in the Miami Hurricanes fan base. I like Al Golden. I always have. Yeah, me too. And Big again, fan. to the to, to this day, I I've told people all he had to do was let go of his friend, yeah. bring in a decent. I'm not talking about a great. Yeah. Decent DC, and I think you're still the coach of the University of Miami. If he would have brought in Manny Diaz, we would be very good right now. You could have brought back Greg Schiano. I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, just bring back somebody who understood the concept of how to run a defense. Yeah, especially for local talent. You know, like like that read and react defense, like that stuff could work in the NFL. It could even work at places like Wisconsin and Penn State. It's just not – like, the, the problem is, like, if you buy a Ferrari, which is South Florida athletes, if you buy a Ferrari and you only go 40 miles an hour and stay in your lane and follow – What's the use? Claus, what's what's the, the use of having it? And, and that's so, exactly what the problem with D'Onofrio was. He was more of a bend but don't break. Yep. We'll give up some chunk yards. We'll hold them to three, yep. but we won't give up the seven. Yeah. The problem is you gave up way more than seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, another problem is we're not putting Paul Puzlesny's in the, in the NFL every year. You know what I mean? No, but with Leonard Taylor, you could potentially be putting a Jerome Brown, yeah. a Cortez Kennedy. A Vince Woolfork type player, a Warren Sapp type yeah. player. Who but knows, right? Those guys aren't gap stuffers, though. Those guys are aggressive. So what is Leonard Taylor? To me, so, I mean, here's my take. You probably have a better opinion on this than me. I just want to say that up front because I'm a young gun. To me, um, Leonard Taylor is most like Warren Sapp because it's rare to see defensive tackles that get to the quarterback regularly. That's very hard for guys that size. But Leonard Taylor He definitely it. has. He definitely has cat-like instincts, yes. cat-like quickness. But, you know, again, 6'4", 250, 260, 270, kind of in the range of where he's at now. Yep. Who's to say when he doesn't get a hold, when he, when he gets to the University of Miami and Coach Feely gets a hold of him, he doesn't put on some pounds. Oh, he will. To become, to, and then become that big run stuffer, you know, yeah. freeing up your linebackers, taking, taking on the big boys. You know, I, who knows? Yeah, I, I mean, I just still think the way that he plays, I think he'll always be more of a pass rusher from the defensive tackle position than you typically see, if that makes sense. I, even oh, if yeah. he lives here in the 290s, like right near 300 pounds, I still think that he's going to get to the quarterback a lot more than your typical defensive tackle does. Do you think your, do you think your game changes? Like as, from a personnel perspective, do you think your game changes when you see somebody who comes in 250, 260, 265, 
and all of a sudden they're 290, 300, 305. Do you think it changes from, from that player's perspective? Do you think it changes the way you attack the game compared to like when you were lighter? Did you do certain things differently than you're doing now as you're heavier? I think it could. Um, a lot of that weight is muscle, though. and Could you know, be. It, it could, could be. be. It could be. Because look at, look, at, look at Devon Donaldson. Yeah. He has put on some, some extra pounds. For sure. For sure. I don't, think, I don't think it's muscle, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell you. I mean, I'm not a high-level athlete, right? My experience from my life, because my weight has just in the last six years has fluctuated quite a bit, right? Okay. As low as 250, okay. as high as 305. Okay. Um, when I was adding good weight, my game didn't change when I'm playing pickup ball or when I'm, you know, playing in the park with my friends or whatever, because that weight was strength. Right. So I didn't have a problem carrying around a bigger load because I was getting stronger. But when I'm putting on the bad weight, it puts more stress on your knees. It puts more stress on all your muscles and that does change your game. You know, also your conditioning probably changes a little bit as well. Yeah. Right. Yep. But so, I can tell you, man, when I was at my worst, I no longer, when I was playing the pickup ball, I didn't want to go to the bucket anymore. <laughs> you know, it hurt too much. I'm going to be draining threes. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to stay four feet behind the line and just jack up I'm those 30 footers all game. Yep. I'm, I might be 310, but I think I'm Steph Curry. <laughs> exactly, dude. It's all about that confidence. I'm, I'm oh, listen. still doing this oh, love the dome thing after, you know, even, even if I'm one for 10, I'm still, still giving you the three goggles after. So, so, Jay, man, let me ask you another question. Here we are, Friday afternoon, just talking about sports uh-huh. on national radio, on slam radio, yeah. Sirius XM. Channel 145. Channel 145. Kind of surreal, right? It's wonderful. I love it. Kind of surreal. I was thinking about that like the last couple of days and I'm like, you know, you're trying to, this is our second episode. Our first episode, yes. you know, kind of aired last week. Second episode. Uh, man, again, so thankful. Thankful to the Amigo and, and to uh, my boy Frank, you yeah, know, just great guys. giving us a platform, giving us an opportunity. Um, not just a platform, but an opportunity to talk sports, to talk about things that we like, to talk about uh, something that I truly love, which is the University of Miami. Yeah. And uh, I'm blessed. You feel blessed? Absolutely, man. Uh, it's been a crazy year for 2020. I mean, I, I wasn't doing anything media-related in, in 2019. And then started a podcast in January, and, and here it is. And- in August and I'm on national radio. So yeah, very blessed. It's amazing. And we could do You, you mentioned 2020 has been a weird year, right? Yeah. I think 2020 needs to have a Snickers bar. <laughs> right. What do you well, think? <laughs> I think that Snickers bar is named Derek King. I really do. Woo! Man, now you're getting into my topic that I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, so yesterday, I went from a really, really high. Obviously, watching that press conference, I I was really, really, really excited. I'm like, wow. Because the last five-star defense alignment that we got was, you know, Chad Thomas. Yeah. And uh, listen, Chad Thomas is playing in the NFL right now. Yeah. Um, 
I was excited, right? Super excited. Yeah. You know, we had we had like a little Zoom call. We were kind of watching it, and uh-huh. when he finally announced, and I was excited, super happy. Yeah. Guess what happened about two hours later? <laughs> I know exactly what happens, but I want you to tell me. I felt like I just fell off a horse. (laughs) And so the thing is, like, I knew it was coming. I I just, I had a feeling, right? So for those of you who don't know, um, number 15, Groot, Gregory Rousseau, star defensive end at the University of Miami, decided to opt out and not play college ball but we're going to talk about that when we come back. Because you know what? Unfortunately, we do have to go to break sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And we and we have to learn how to zip our lips. But we're going to save it. We're going to save the Gregory Rousseau topic oh, to when we come back. So, J-Man, yeah. we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Gregory Rousseau and opting out. How's that? <laughs> Sounds good to me, man. All right, cool. All right, you guys are listening to the Can Gang Show with Cohen J Man. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the Playmaker Everything. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Sirius XM. Yeah. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you? texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTechStopRex.org Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Well, you, have to, you forgot the... Oh, the two of us, we're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. And we're back. Kang Gang Radio Show, channel 145, Slam Radio, Sirius XM. We left off talking about Gregory Rousseau. J-Man, how'd that make you feel? Well, if you guys follow me on Twitter, you would have seen it. But it it was so perfect because 
the the 247 the recruiting account they put out this article that says Gregory Rousseau is unlikely to opt out of the 2020 season and mm-hmm. so I retweeted that and and this is a true story you know I was like oh man my heart sank because I read that wrong and then like laughing emojis you know playing it off like oh man I was sad but we're all good <laughs> I kid you not four minutes later Manny Navarro tweets that he actually is out. <laughs> so I didn't that was the biggest roller coaster of emotions I've had in a long time. You know, first my heart sank, and then I'm like, oh never mind, it's cool, and then it sinks again. It's terrible. Um and, and don't get me wrong, like I, I'm not talking about Greg's business decision, right? That's separate. I can feel bad as a fan that we're losing our best player, but right. that's I'm criticizing Greg. So my take is I think he has to do what he feels is best for him at this moment, right? Yes. If, if you would have told me that Gregory Rousseau was going to be a third, fourth, fifth round pick, there's no way this kid is going to opt out of playing, you know, his red shirt sophomore Correct. year. Yes. But potentially being a top 10 first round pick, and I say potential because you never know. Yeah. I understand because that is a lot of bread on the table. It is. So him being somewhere in that top 10 of the first round, you look at people like Micah Parsons up at Penn State, another defensive lineman, decided to opt out. Do you think that this might start a trend for some high caliber, potentially top five picks in the NFL draft to maybe decide to opt out? Like, i.e. Trevor Lawrence, Um, Justin Fields? Yeah. So I I think it might happen a little differently. I saw a report today that said that there were players that were waiting until the season – you know, until they were 100% sure that the season was on and then they would opt out. Probably a PR move, right? Because then if the season's canceled, they don't have to opt out. It doesn't look bad. I wonder if there is a deadline at some point, like from, from the perspective of a, a team perspective, right? Yeah. Like, let's say Trevor Lawrence. You're under the assumption he's full bore going, you know, gung-ho, I'm playing, and – a week before season starts, says, you know what, coach, I'm out. I'm not taking the chance. Yeah. But but you know what though? What you could say the same thing though, whether he opts out or maybe he has an injury in practice. You gotta be prepared for that. For sure. Right. For sure. And and you know, I do think I do think Trevor Lawrence is probably the the one player that it's he's like the biggest no brainer that he shouldn't play. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, if he's a competitor and he wants to play good for him, you know, however, from a business standpoint, he would have been the number one pick in the draft if he would have come out as a freshman. I mean, that's what people were saying after they beat Alabama in, in the national championship game. People were saying, if this kid comes out, he's the number one pick right now. So, there's no way that he goes lower than three. We kind of talked about that earlier today. Correct. Um, there is no chance 
that he goes lower than three. Yeah. Uh, whether he plays or not. And so. So, so doom or gloom with Gregory Rousseau, he made a decision. He signed with an agent. I think, I believe it's Rosenhaus Sports. Yep. Time to move on. Tonight. Correct. 630, Green Tree, yeah. practice starts, helmet up, light him up, put the lights on. It's crackback time. University of Miami back on the field. It's time yeah. to get rocking and rolling. Oh, so I'm excited. Just, just the sound of camp starting gets yeah. me excited. Gives me, gives me a little goosebump. Little goosebumpies yeah. right on my, my – I see a little, my little yeah. bumpy standing up on my arms, and I get excited <laughs> about it. Yeah, man. Because you know what? That just tells me it's a – you're one step closer to the season, right? Yeah. You didn't have a spring. Well, technically you had four – I think four practices, but yeah. you didn't have a spring. So everything now is cultivating into here it is, fall camp. It's time to put all the eggs in the basket and go full bore. I'm excited. I'm excited for the offense. I'm excited for the defense. Special teams. Finally got a kicker. Yeah. A Haven't kicker had one of those and a punter. In. Remember, two years oh, ago, well, it was the other way around. We had a uh, kicker, but we didn't have a punter. Uh, you know, again, I don't, I don't want to talk about Feagles. His dad was phenomenal. Uh, Lou Henley. Love him. Oh, love yeah. his attitude, love dad. his demeanor, love his love his tattoos. I'm t- I'm covered in tattoos. Yeah. Kind of share the same bond, you know. You, you know we're inkies, right? Like, you know we're inkies. <laughs> so I <laughs> I love it, right? Yeah. Just think about it. We're, we're, we're inkies. Um, I'm excited to see Derek King with the offense. I'm I'm excited to see. Believe it or not, this might sound not the greatest. I'm excited to see the offensive line. I think the offensive line has put in a lot of work through this like summer and through this pandemic with conditioning because yeah. they're going to need it. Yes. If they're going to run this type of offense, this power spread or whatever it's, it's going to be called, uh, yeah. they're going to be running up and down the field. Yes. So I'm excited about that. Yes. I mean, regardless of, of the, the scheme and, and the, uh, you know, whether it's air raid or power spread or whatever, you can bet on tempo with Rhett Lashley. Um, Correct. Yeah. I mean, last year he averaged like 90, 94 plays a game or something at uh, Southern Methodist at SMU. Yeah. That is unheard of, especially, you know, especially for big offensive tackles that aren't conditioned for that. That's, Ooh. you know, so I, I hope our boys are working hard right now. No, no doubt. If you were to put one player profile into perspective, who you're excited to see on the offensive side of the ball, removing Derek King, okay, who are you excited who who you excited to see? Huh. Um, I would say it's kind of a toss up. Okay, um, I'm probably going to go with Cam Harris though. Ooh, I I feel choice. like yeah, he is a guy that's not getting enough love. Um, last year in the Rhett Lashley system, uh, their leading rusher, I think he went for like 1,300 yards. And he wasn't as talented as Cam Harris. But I think they had a better offensive line. They probably did. Uh, <laughs> they probably did. Just saying, but, right? And again, yeah. again I'm, I'm, I'm very honest. I'm very open. I'm very yeah. real. I don't, I'm not apologetic. Yeah. They, they probably did, but I love the leadership role that Cam Harris has taken in the okay. offseason. You can tell Agreed. just from following him on Twitter, 
that he is feisty and that he is ready to win and that he is not putting up with the loser mentality that can sometimes creep in to football players. He's not putting up with it. He has been very, very critical of any sign of mental weakness on the team. And he's also, when you follow him on Twitter or IG, he's putting the work in. He's yeah. actually out there leading by example. Yeah. My man was posting stories of him pushing trucks down the road. Yeah. Like, He's I like piece. to see that. Oh, yeah. Definitely I, chiseled. I think he will continue the tradition of Hurricanes running backs that go to the NFL. I mean, how oh, many yeah. have we put into the NFL in a row now? It's, it's been quite a number. It's definitely been there. I mean, definitely it's been, been at least since – I mean, Mike James went to the NFL. So, we're at least going back to Mike James. Well, Mike James, Damian Barry, Lamar yeah. Miller, yeah. Duke Johnson. I mean, like, all, you know. Pretty much all of our starting running backs in the last 10 years have gone to the NFL. Yeah. And, and I think Cam Harris will as well. I'm excited to see the offense. I'm excited to see some of the receivers. Yeah. I'm excited to see, like, people like Mike Harley, senior yeah. year. Is he you know, your I'm guy? excited to see him. I like Mike. That's my, like, my nephew. Okay. Is, I like is, Mike. Is he the – because you asked me that question, if I could profile one guy, is he your choice or do you have a different choice? Ah, man, you know, Mike will be a senior, so I probably wouldn't profile Mike, but I think Mike is – he's leading by example as well as far yeah. as, like, off-season workouts and leadership roles and things like that. Um, yep. I would like – I'm excited for Jeremiah Payton. Okay. I'm, I'm waiting to see him break out. Him and yeah. – um, if I had to pick two players, I would probably pick Jeremiah Payton and Jalen Knighton. Rooster. Okay. Yeah. See that no, rooster run. Those are great. Those are great picks. Um, we really, really could use Jeremiah Payton to have a breakout year. We really need that, you know, athletically dominant, consistent outside threat in our receiver. Like an Andre court. Johnson. Like an Andre yes. Johnson type guy, you know? Yeah. We need him. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've been pretty vocal on the fours up podcast saying that I'm, I think D Wiggins will step into that role. However, that it, you know, that would be a big, like that would be a pretty big leap for him. He's a very talented young man. Um, but he hasn't had any semblance of that kind of impact so far. Yeah. Um, gotcha. But yeah, and then, dude, Rooster, oh my gosh. I, I think that he can be a huge contributor as a true freshman. Absolutely. It wouldn't, it wouldn't whether it be – goes for 600 yards this year. Yeah, whether it be on the kick return or punt return or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, you know, yeah. So, I don't know, man. I'm excited to see that. Uh, tight ends, I think, we're kind of loaded at, you know. Oh, yeah. Very, Brevin yeah. Jordan, he, you know, he, that's Brevin. So. Yeah. Well, even our third tight end, Larry Hodges. I'm Larry a big Hodges. Fan of Larry Hodges. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, so, what about the defense? Anyway, defense side of the ball? I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to finally get to see Zach McLeod in his natural position as a middle linebacker. Yeah. Um, man, I, I think you know Zach did did the right thing by coming back, um, sure. redshirting last year, coming back and saying, you know what. I really want to play in my in my natural position as as the middle linebacker. I think he has the 
complete like physical attributes that it takes to play that position. Yeah. You know, 6'3", 225, 230, long arms, great mm-hmm. build, great speed. Um, and not to take anything away from the people that have been there in the previous years, but I just think Zach fits that mold of yeah. that Miami middle linebacker a little bit better. For sure. Um, so the, the two players to me that are most exciting now that Greg is gone, um, you know, it, it hurts me not to say Quincy Roche because he's exciting in his own right. Um, but, but the two players I'm most interested in are, are Bubba Bolden. We're finally going to have him for a full year. Um, to me, he is electric as an athlete. So I really hope that he can put it together and be an elite player for our defense. Um, the other guy is similarly unproven, um, but is just a freak of nature. Is Jalen Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this is true. I saw it on Twitter. Did he actually hit uh, 22 miles an hour? Is that? Yeah. That's, that's kind of what's being thrown out there. Um, and you got to remember, he was the number one player in the country a couple yeah. years back coming yeah. out of high school. So – um, if he's if you had to lose uh, Gregory Rousseau, yeah, like you got people to fill that spot for so. sure, for sure. I mean, think about a 260 pound man running 22 miles an hour at you, full bore, light you up. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Yeah, I feel like I feel like he should need a permit. That's very dangerous. <laughs> See that that brings back that slogan, you know, hit stick. Bust, bleep, 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 bleep. yeah, like you know, <laughs> yep, Kane's by 90. Yep, ah, love, love it. it, man. Come on, man. Oh, definitely, cool. definitely exciting, man. Well, let's talk about the schedule real quick. We got we got a few minutes before we got ahead to break. Schedule came out yesterday morning and everybody went bananas. Listen, I loved it. Let's talk about our friends, the Florida State Seminoles. And do you want to talk about potentially having? two wins <laughs> or potentially having three wins because their schedule is brutal. Listen, I'm not knocking any schedule, but yeah. like they literally got the short end of the stick on that one. They did. They did. I love it. I do too. Love it. And <laughs> I would love to use my national radio platform to predict a three win season for the Florida state Seminoles. Listen, I'm right there. I said, do you want to talk about two wins? Or three wins. I'm giving them uh, the benefit of the doubt. Oh, man. They're uh, – I don't think the ACC did them any justice. Um, but at the <laughs> same time, you know, when you talk about the ACC schedule, I look at the University of Miami schedule, and I really like the way it's set up. So, now, yep. you're opening up with UAB on a Thursday night, right? So um, – when you talk about the potential there, now I think the, I think the AC, I think I'm sorry, UAB. I'm talking about the ACC. I was thinking about the ACC. Uh, UAB does have some returning players coming back, um, offense and defense. I think they're better than Central Michigan, who we were supposed to beat really bad last year and only won by five. <laughs> so, you that know, was a very <laughs> ugly win too. Oh, it was brutal, man. 17 to 12. I'm like, I'm sitting in the stands and I'm like, okay, at any point, if you guys want to get started, just go ahead. Cause uh, this isn't looking good. You know what I mean? So I think as we, you know, kind of wind down this second segment here on the Kang Gang show yeah, with 
Co and the J Man. I just I like saying that. The <laughs> Kang Gang Show. Kang Gang. Kang Gang. Yep. Kang Gang. Kang Gang. Shout out to Solo D. Kang Gang. Lemon orange and green. Kang Gang. That's Kang Gang. Uh, Kang Gang. You know, it's yep. uh, I get worked up with that. I like that. I can't believe we're actually we're allowed to like kind of use that name, but I love it. The Kang Gang. I love so, it too, man. It's- so yeah, I definitely want to talk about the schedule and talk about like the University of Miami schedule when yeah. we get back off off a of break. So again, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, the Co and the J Man here on the Kang Gang Show, Slam Radio Channel One Forty Five, Sirius XM. Hey, look what I found! A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM One Four Five Slam Radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. <laughs> the dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. See? That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. And we're back with the Kang Gang Radio Show. Here it is, a beautiful Friday afternoon down here in the 305. Yep. Again, excited about tonight, excited about the first practice for the University of Miami. And we were talking right before we went on break about the schedule that the University of Miami has. And, and I think the schedule actually is kind of favorable. I mean, obviously, you, mm-hmm. have, you, have, you have UAB, which, I, like, like I just mentioned, is going to be pretty – I think it's going to be a tough, a tough test, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you, you can't look ahead. You can't look ahead to Florida State in week three. You can't look ahead to Clemson and 
and week five. I think you got to concentrate on UAB week one and, you know, go from there. Because, yep. um, I, I, again, I don't – the parity in college football, I don't think that you can overlook anybody anymore. You know, there's no, there's no sure wins anymore, right? Agreed. Because if that's the case, then Florida State might get four wins. But <laughs> I don't see that happening. But with Miami's schedule, <laughs> with Miami's schedule, UAB, Louisville, Florida State to open up. Um, you know, that, that Louisville, Florida State stretch is actually a little worrisome to me, though. Louisville's not bad. And then, you know, Florida State will give – I mean, they're, they're a talented roster. Do I, I don't think they're a good team this year, but they are a very talented roster. Rivalry um, game? Yes, and because it's a rivalry game, they will throw everything that they have. We will get their toughest punch of the season. And remember, they're not playing the Florida Gators this year. So we're going to get their best shot all year. I just don't think that, like, Mike Norvell can lead this team down, can lead that team down here and put together – I mean, again – they're going to be starting, I think, the freshman quarterback. Yep. His name Purdy. I think so. We're going to make him look Purdy on the ground. How's that? <laughs> right? I just don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. You're talking about literally a true freshman yep. making his third start against literally a experienced defensive side yeah. from the University of Miami. Possibly um, the best defensive line he'll ever play against as well. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, the good thing is you got two weeks after that Florida State game before you get Clemson away. Um, Pitt and Virginia, back to back, and then, then then you have you know again you have another bye week, and then you have a gauntlet. Like literally, you got five games to finish out. Yep. The most exciting one about that is, in my opinion. University of North Carolina at home to finish the season. Yeah. Man. I and that, that could be for the Coastal. That could yeah. be for the Coastal. Well, I, I think that game could decide whether we finish second or whether we finish fourth. I, I think Notre Dame and Virginia Tech and North Carolina will all be on our heels if we're chasing that number two spot. Um, and we don't we don't play Notre Dame, so that's a plus. But Notre Dame does play North Carolina. Yeah, and Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. They play Pitt. They play Georgia Tech. They play Wake yeah. Forest. So if I'm not mistaken, uh, let's see. I think we really got to take care of business, man. I mean, we control our own destiny with everyone but Notre Dame. Um, well, we but, play we play seven of the same opponents. Yeah, we we cannot drop that Virginia Tech game, and we cannot drop that UNC game. No, that's big. That's big. Yeah. And I and I think so. We were, we were talking about this earlier um, on a different on a different type of uh, platform. Yeah. Um, leadership. I think this is where your your Zach McClouds and you know your. John Fords and, you know, your Bubba Boldens and, you know, even guys on like your Mike Harleys and your Cam Harris's. Yep. This is where I feel like these are the type of caliber of people that you're going to need on both sides of the ball, making sure you're not being lackadaisical, making mm-hmm. sure you're like all the players are held accountable. Right. I think this is where your coaches can only coach so much. Right. I think your players on the field, your field generals have to step up and say, hey, 
You're not doing what you're supposed to do. This is what we're supposed to be doing. And get these guys in check. Yeah. Because if, if, you're, if your teammates look you in the eye and tell you you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, maybe you get a gut check and, you know, realize, hey, you know what? I better get my stuff together. Or maybe the man underneath me is going to take my spot. Yeah. Maybe I should and I think stop we, posting on Instagram right yeah. after a, a big loss. You know, that's, we've had that but issue. But you're going to post, you're going to post your highlight, your one catch right. for seven yards, your one tackle, you know, you're going to post it. I mean, come on. Yeah. But I think this is where the, the player accountability really needs to come to the forefront. Agreed. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm yeah. excited about the schedule. I'm excited about the season. Yeah. I'm excited about practice tonight. Practice. Yeah, man. Practice. <laughs> practice. I could not be happier. I'm going to have to celebrate. I, I, have a, I have a big problem of any time I'm excited, I, I have to celebrate with food. So I'm going to get some chicken wings tonight. You say practice? Practice. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, finally practice. Yeah, definitely excited. I, yeah, I might. You know what? Chicken wings actually sound good tonight. That's what I'm saying. I, I like to get medium hot. Yeah. I like to get the, what they call down here. We have this place down here called uh, – called wings plus right so they have okay. called triple the flavor it's like okay. a key west like a sriracha okay but man i put so much blue cheese in that and just dig in bro yeah. dig in it sounds good man. get get a big old pepsi i'm ready to go <laughs> yeah they bring the salary i don't i don't eat the celery you eat celery <laughs> yeah i do i i mean i've been trying to eat healthy recently so i found this really good place that that bakes their chicken wings rather than frying them and you can't tell See, the that, difference but you don't lost me there. I need that grease. I need <laughs> well, it. I mean, I feel you. I, I can't really tell the difference. <laughs> and so that is like saved my diet. The fact that I can go and get, you know, a whole plate of chicken wings and then I get extra carrots and celery. Those are my vegetables. And then I just eat the whole thing, man. And, and, you know, it's been working. I've been, I've been dropping the, the LBs while I'm doing that. So it's good. So, you know, you, you've mentioned you're, you're a pretty big guy, you know, 6'3", yeah. two, 260, you know, give or take. Yeah. You get the 10-piece or you get the 16-piece? Talk to me. Um, could I eat a 16-piece? Yes. And I pro- – you know, so if <laughs> – when I, when I don't care, you know, because I'm uh, – I've, I've been trying to get a little more slender, you know. Get gotcha, my, gotcha, get gotcha. Going. And beats gotcha. is almost over, but I'm still working on it. Um, in the past, I'd be a 16 guy, but okay. I've realized that, you know what? I'm good with 10. I, I get satisfied after 10. So see, I feel like, so here it is. I, I'm six foot 195 yeah. to 200. Yeah. To me, it's a challenge. Like I would want that 16 piece. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that I feel sense? that. I feel that. Yeah. And I don't care about the beach bod. Like I'm at, I'm 46, bro. Yeah. Like I got the dad bod, you know. I got this. I got, and I don't drink. I don't. I don't don't drink like alcohol. I I drink soda. Yeah. So I got, I got, I got like the soda gut, you know. And from time (laughs) to time, I'm like, I got to get rid of this. Yep. And that food looks too good, man. And that soda just looks too good. Yeah. But that's off topic. (laughs) It doesn't, dude. It's our show, man. There is no topic. I we just talk about whatever we want, man. But you're talking chicken wings, man. Chicken wings. Oh my goodness, it sounds so good. It does. Oh, 
It does. Man. Could you yeah. imagine? Like, could you imagine though, in like, literally, like four weeks, college football starting back up? Yeah. Love it. I do, Love man. It. I do. Love it. But you know what? But you know what? The good thing about college football starting up, the NFL starting up. Yes. You know what's good about the NFL? You know what's good about the NFL? Um, I know what you you're going to say, and it's the best Talk part of the NFL, honestly. It's fantasy football, my man. It's fantasy, fantasy football. Fantasy football. Yep. 100%. And, and gosh, man, you know, I'm in a couple leagues, you know, and I have been for years. And, yep. Same. Uh, you know, it gets fun, right? It gets challenging. Yes. You know, it's – the problem is sometimes I feel like some of the guys that, that I play with, they're in, like – I mean, they're IT guys or they're computer guys or they're, <laughs> yeah. they're office job guys. I'm an electrician, right? Yeah. I've been doing electrical work for almost 30 years. Like, I'm not sitting at my desk, you know, or got my iPad in my hand. Or, yeah. Like, I'm literally not sitting there checking the waiver wire like every 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Like, I get home and I'll, I'll pop on and I'll check, you know, and I'm like, yeah. man, that dude was available earlier. How did he get him? <laughs> you know, like I would, I always miss out on, on like the waiver wires, right? Cause either I forget or whatever, but yeah. fantasy football, let me ask you a question. Okay. Going into, into the 2020 season, right? Yeah. Give me your top five running backs. Ooh, top five running backs. Um, I'm a Christian McCaffrey guy. I'm going, Boom. I'm going CMC. CMC as the number one pick. No 100%. doubt. No doubt. And, and again, I don't I care if it's a PPR year, league or anything. Oh, yeah. my gosh, I love I, it. I took him last year, and guess what? He was MVP. I got him third. 100%. I would have taken him first. I got him third last year. Because I, a lot of people probably took Saquon last year. Yep. He was and the number Zeke. one pick. Yep. And Zeke. Yep. You know, oh, dude. even though he had a, hell, he had a holdout. But, I mean, it's here's, – Here's the thing. Zeke is the most overrated fantasy football player. He, like, he's a great running back. But he's not on the same level as a guy like Christian McCaffrey. And people try yeah. to put him in that level, and it's like, okay, you're a loss. Because he's not catching a whole lot of balls out of the backfield. And right. his quarterback, you know, like, I don't know. It's well, unfortunately for CMC, like with Cam Newton not playing, literally he was the whole team, you know. and He, he caught a ton of <laughs> balls for that reason. I mean, that's Ooh. great. If your quarterback sucks, guess what? He's going to dump it off to the tight end and the running back. That's right. Greg Olson. Come on, baby. Let's yep. go. Keep it moving. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. So you said CMC at one. Who, yeah. who you got? Like, just give me two and three. Who you um, got? Hmm. In no order, because it really just depends on – I mean, Saquon's had some injury concerns. Right. Um, so Saquon's in that top three. Um, uh, give them to me. I'm waiting. I'm waiting here. I'm a, I'm a huge Ooh. Alvin Kamara fan. Oh, that's not huge. who I would have took. Dude, he – so – he he didn't get used as much last year because they were two years ago. His rookie year was phenomenal. Yeah, last year wasn't wasn't great. Who I can't believe other... you didn't say who? Derrick Henry. Oh, dude, come I totally on! Forgot man. about him. You're right. No, you're right. So because of how Derrick Henry came on last season, you're right. He has to be in the top <laughs> three. I just spaced that one. Um, uh, but then Kamara would be next on my list. I I think yeah. he, I think Kamara is a top two running back in terms of physical talent um and what's you, funny is you, you look at people like todd Gurley, who kind of yeah. just fell off the map and you know yeah. maybe he'll he'll be resurrected going to a new team but yeah. you look at uh what's the dude not melvin gordon who's the other dude uh 
in, in San Diego. Um, oh, I can't think of his name. I I had him last year. I can't. Starts think. with an A. Starts with an A. Number Austin thirty. Eckler. Eckler. Yeah. Eckler. Yeah. Man, like you know, so I look at people like Eckler and and like Damian Williams. You know, like you got people like you know, like any any running back in, in an Andy Reid offense, I think does phenomenal, right? Oh yeah. Because just the way that they run their offense, right? It's a lot of yeah. lot, lot of dump offs, a lot of screens, a lot of you know yeah. power back, whatever. So, uh, well, obviously, I think Williams already opted out, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think I he think said he, did, he wasn't yeah. play. I think so. He did. I wonder how many people don't know that and they pick him up in the <laughs> Well, you know, I'm going to draft his backup because the Chiefs they just produce it running back. That's the other Williams. Bring him on. Let's go. Yeah, I don't even know his name, <laughs> but I'm doing it. <laughs> I think his last name is Williams. It um, is. Yeah. So, yeah, so so yeah, I like those. I like those running backs. Um, let's go to receivers. Okay, this Talk this is me. where I'm probably different. You know who I legitimately think is the best wide receiver in the NFL? Oh boy, give me just give me a hint. Let me see if I can guess. Well, don't say OBJ. Another top five receiver in the NFL is on his team. I'm going to get killed for this take, but I don't care because I'm right and these people are wrong. I beat them in fantasy all the time. Another receiver. Yeah. Is it Green Bay? No, it's not. But this okay. team has two top five receivers in the NFL on their roster. They have a certain, a certain goat at quarterback now. So you're talking about Mike Evans. I'm talking about Mike Evans, man. Boom. I, think, I think he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. See, and Chris Godwin – Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, take Chris 100%. Godwin over OBJ any day of the week. Yeah. I have Godwin at, like, roughly around number five, right? Yeah, for sure. I think um, he's in the back end of that top five, but he's a top five receiver. You know, if I were to kind of rank – if I were to have a rank or kind of – if I was able to pick the top five receivers. Yeah. And, again, say it's a PPR league. I need a lot of catches. Yeah. Go, go on, Michael Thomas. Yeah. Oh, PPR for sure. I'll take Michael Thomas. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Devontae Adams. Yes. And you know who's great in a PPR league is uh, San Diego. I'm drawing a blank. Um, he always gets hurt every single year, um, but he just catches a million passes every season. Oh, he said man, that he was the best name? wide receiver in the AFC West. Oh man, I can't even believe it because I draft him every season. I should know this. But anyway. I don't know. Yeah. When you find it. But yeah, so I, I like all those guys. And, you know, Michael Thomas, you could make the argument is the number one receiver in fantasy. Um, I really like Mike Evans. He does get hurt a little bit by playing with um, Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I really, I really like that guy. Devontae Adams, I'm kind of up and down on. Um, you know, he's good, but I just don't see it. I'm not really feeling the whole um, Andre Hopkins in Arizona. I don't – I mean, he'll be good, but I don't think he's going to have a monster year with uh, that young kid throwing to him. I can't think of his name. Former number one pick. Uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Yeah, I don't, I don't see Kyler Murray throwing to the number one receiver in fantasy. Well, let me ask you this. What about Tyree Kill? Yeah, he's good. He's really good. But you know, Julio Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a Matt Ryan guy, honestly. I'd never draft Matt Ryan for fantasy. He's had one. And if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, you're probably thinking of Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. That's who it is. 
Phenomenal. That guy in a Phenomenal. PPR league, he destroys because you can usually get him like third round. But there, you know, there was people who came on last year, Kenny Galladay, you know, in Detroit, you know, things like that, you know. So, yeah. you know, and then again, so I, you know, running backs, receivers, quarterbacks, obviously, you got Lamar, yeah, um, Mahomes, Watson, yeah. you know, Dak, you know, Drew Brees, you know, yeah. depending on what you got. But uh, you know, who was the sneakiest QB last year in fantasy was my guy Josh Allen. He scored twenty <sighs> points a game. Very, yeah. very consistently. It was every single week, 20 points a game. Singletary didn't do bad at running back either. I love mean, Singletary. So. I really like Singletary. Oh, man. Well, well, that was kind of uh, a quick fantasy thing. I mean, we're kind of running out of time now to end this show. Yeah. Um, but, dude, we need to talk about that more because I love some fantasy. Oh, we will. We will, man. I mean, honestly, we should have a whole segment dedicated to this in the fall. Well, once they get up and roll, yeah. Once they get up and running, and we know if they're playing or not, then we definitely can be talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, we appreciate everybody tuning in to the Can Gang Show. Um, it's definitely been a blessing to be back uh, on the air for our second episode. J Man, man, I appreciate you, bro. You, you know, you're uh, you're one heck of a compadre. Hey, you know, dude. I this the feeling is mutual, Co. I I really appreciate you. So. It's, uh, I'm just excited to, to have this partnership going, and, and I think we're going to do some cool stuff, man. Absolutely. J-Man, why don't you close us out, let everybody know where they can find us at, and uh, bring it home. All right. Well, you're listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show with Co and J-Man on Sirius XM Slam Radio Channel 145. Thanks for listening, everyone. Peace! The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.